0: You're listening to Beyond Her Grind, the podcast that gets at the root of what motivates women of color to want more in their careers. I'm your host, Esther Leonard, a career development professional, aspiring entrepreneur, and fellow grinder. Stay updated with weekly episodes by subscribing to this podcast and be sure to follow me on Instagram at Beyond Her Grind. And check out my website at beyondhergrind.com. Let's get started to the root of it hello i am feeling super excited right now i just feel good the weather is nice i am in my bedroom today and i am just enjoying the breeze coming through my open window i just got off of a call with my cousin and it's always great catching up with family, with people that you love, and you know it's and particularly with him. Shout out to my cousin Mark Elie Um, In case you listen to this episode, I I I feel like I'm always motivated or inspired, and love hearing his perspectives. So I am so grateful for good people in the world and good family in the world. So today I kind of want to do an episode on. The topic of what's on my mind, an on my mind episode. So, yeah. And this is what's on my mind. I want to be a full time entrepreneur. Point blank. That's been on my mind. It's hard. It's hard. But I've been having very strong fantasies of wanting to quit my job and just diving in full time. And I think part of the reason is because running a side hustle, a business is a lot of work. What I've been hearing people say is they they have their 9 to 5 and then their 5 to 9, right? And I have this 5 to 9 plus I'm in school. Plus, I do have a part time job, and it it's a lot. So I think this is part of the reason why these fantasies are becoming really strong. But it's really strong. Like I am listening to podcasts, I am typing to Google, quit my job, I'm reading the episode, um reading articles on that, listening to those episodes, watching YouTube videos on it, and it, I just want to say, you know, uh, I do not hate my job. I I don't think it's toxic. I, I enjoy working there. I like my coworkers. I enjoy doing what I do, right? I coach people. I coach students in particular. But I really, really am enjoying doing this podcast and, and talking to listeners uh, and women. And I, I love it when I run into someone I and they're like, oh, I listened to this episode. And wow, this episode really made me think about my vision or... I just had actually it was a student who said I heard your podcast episode on uh, potential, right? The one that I did and how to to live out your potential, and they're like it's really good. So I I love those. I live for those, and I like talking and saying what's on my mind. And I, I think this is empowering people. And I definitely want to do this, build this as well as coaching and. At the end of the day, when I'm thinking about being an entrepreneur, I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. I made body butters and I would share it with people. Or I did muffins with my sisters, convinced them to create a muffin business and we were selling muffins, making and selling muffins. I had a t-shirt business called Woken Apparel. I actually got a compliment on one of the shirts yesterday that I was wearing and I was kind of sharing like oh, I want to be a full-time entrepreneur and they're like wow you are an entrepreneur like you know dive in and now it's this podcast and this coaching coaching which I believe is my niche right I, I, I definitely am an advocate of finding something that aligns with who you are and your gifts and I, I definitely think empowering people is something that It's part of my strengths and something that I also want to do and and it aligns with my interests and all these different aspects of who I am. If you want to know a little bit more on how to do that, check out my episode under Esther the Career Coach. It's an older episode called Remember Who You Are and I really dive into some key career development pieces or aspects such as values interests personality and skills so yeah but i have this coaching in pockets and i I really think this is my niche and i think if i if i go all the way in it's it's going to be super successful i'm trying to balance a million things and something has to give but i will say if i have any colleagues listening i am not planning to quit my job at the moment (laughs) i repeat I am not about to quit my job. I am getting close to a free MBA. And though I've been taking sort of a year of slowing down with the classes that I'm taking, you know, this past week with, with the as these fantasies are getting stronger, I'm like, you know what? I basically have this great benefit. <clears throat> Thank you very much, BU. Thank you very much, Boston University. And... Why not finish it? I I was looking over my classes. I have about eight classes left. I at first I wasn't gonna take a summer class, but I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can find something, and I found an intensive for two weeks. I'm like, okay, it's not my whole summer. I'm not gonna feel super drained. It's in the middle of July, two straight weeks. Digital marketing. I think I'm I would really benefit from that, and then. We'll see in the fall, right, how I feel in the fall and I, if I'm ready to do two or three classes again, right, and then kind of decide what I need to do. And the summer will also give me time to record more episodes in advance. So that's the goal, so that I record many episodes in advance so that in the fall, if I really need to take three classes, I can do it without worrying about recording an episode on a regular basis, or reaching out to guests. And I do like the NBA. I'm taking some interesting classes there, as I was mentioning, and I, I've met some really amazing people. And actually, like I said, I was just talking to my cousin. He made a really good point, right? I'm trying to plan out this plan of eventually becoming a full time entrepreneur because I know I don't have an itch for necessarily another job just trying to look for another job is like ill <laughs> to me so i know my next move has to be diving in and i told myself like at least for a year be a full-time entrepreneur and at the end of the day if i am unsuccessful i'm not i don't want to put necessary bad energy into the world but fact of the matter and i'll talk a little bit about this today is that you know a lot of businesses fail the majority, unfortunately, of businesses fail. I'm just giving you a reality check. And, you know, sometimes they fail and then they, the person, if they're a serial entrepreneur, they start a different one and then that one succeeds. But at least if I do this, I can look at my life and say, at least I tried for this year. And I was talking to my cousin about this and he said, you know, and then you got this MBA to fall back on. I was like, oh yeah, I'll get an MBA and tell them. Yeah, I did a full, at least a full year as an entrepreneur, uh, But I really think if I go in, y'all, the sky is the limit for me. So I totally hope that you all hold me accountable and support. And if you have some tips, if you are a fellow entrepreneur, part-time entrepreneur, like I am really trying to make some money and you have some tips or you just want to share some words of support, feel free to do that. So I I really need to think about what I'm gonna be doing over the next year or so, and I'm going to share updates throughout this journey. One of the things I'm thinking about is of saving a little bit more money. So I I'm gonna do an episode on this, but I over the past few years I've been obsessed about paying off my loans. In fact, I paid off over 30k in loans with since 2019, and you know I was inspired by Dave Ramsey. So one of my brothers li- listened to Dave Ramsey, who is sort of like a financial planner. I'm gonna be honest, he's he's controversial. And uh, one of the things he talks about is like getting rid of debt, like completely getting rid of debt. And I was like, wow, he is so right. I am burdened with debt. And as many of you all know, many people of color particularly, black and brown people people from the bipoc community which is black indigenous people of color that's what that stands for for those who don't know and basically yeah we are ridden with debt we're trying to go get this education and then we get all this debt so in all transparency i started off with over 90k in debt and now i'm under 60k (laughs) and so I want Joe Biden to come through. (laughs) Come through, Mr. President. 50K, if they... I will be done. I will have no debt this year if they approve 50K. I mean, I'll be happy with 10K. At the end of the day, I would be happy with 10K. But I would be super happy. Like, oh my gosh. i just... A weight will be lifted if that happens. So... I but now that I'm having like these strong feelings of wanting to quit my job, uh, again I'm not trying to quit tomorrow, but you know I'm thinking plan it out within a year time frame or something, and if I'm going to do it without getting another job, then I need to switch over the money that I've been putting in my loans to put that into my savings and or some more investments so that's what I'm gonna do so I'm gonna keep y'all updated with that and yeah I'll I'll, I'll keep y'all updated with that and then I know it's gonna be hard but I know I can do it so of course I love sharing information with you all and as I was thinking about What's been on my mind, of course, I went to Google and I just type in entrepreneurship and, you know, I I'm a black woman. So I put black woman entrepreneurship. And so something interesting popped up and I'm actually going to talk about that. And it was it is an article from. Forbes, and the it's entitled black women were among the fastest growing entrepreneurs Then covid arrived. And I've been hearing this for a while now, maybe a couple of years now that black women are among the fastest growing entrepreneurs. So this was interesting because I'm like, okay, COVID has impacted a lot of these entrepreneurs. And I just want to hear more. So I want to share some of that information and, and maybe even interweave some of my experiences or what I think I can gain from this article and maybe apply to my journey. So I'm going to start off with some trends. And basically it was saying that black women represent 42% of new woman owned businesses. That's huge. Three times their share of the female population and 36% of all black owned employer businesses. So the majority of black owned businesses is male, but it, it, it's a large percentage and it's definitely a growing percentage of women. And the reasons why they are doing that is basically to uh, because they have high levels of educational achievement. and according to the article, they said this with other barriers that they feel like a lot of black women, are facing barriers within the career ladder, right? Maybe not getting promotions and they're like, you know, why not just start my own business, do my own things. So basically from 20 2007 to 2012, black women owned firms grew 67% compared to 27% for all women and 50% for all women um I mean, I'm sorry, I get that wrong, compared to 20 27% for all women. And then it grew 50% from 2014 to 2019, representing the highest growth rate for any female demographic during that time frame. So Black women are trying to do their own thing, right? We are out there trying to do this. And It was interesting because the article was talking about this assumption about entrepreneurship and startup. I think it has been glamorized by like, the average startup person is like this white kid from Harvard or some top school who dropped out and then they have this startup, this tech-based startup. And basically they're saying like, this is actually a distorted view of entrepreneurship, right? Uh, And basically, you know, they, they include they, they don't include the part-time entrepreneurs, right? That a lot of black women fall into. So great. All these women are trying to start their business. I know I'm trying to start my business. And they started in the article, it talks about like, well, some issues, black women. and, And I think this actually applies to a lot of marginalized groups or groups that have been underrepresented or under res- come from under-resourced communities is that there are a lack of resources, right? So though there are more entre- entrepreneurs, there is a smaller rate of established black female business owners, right? So, so basically fewer black women are sustaining their business over time. And part of the reason is because of lack of investment. So a lot of businesses need money to run, right? I am not getting paid from this podcast. I average between one to three clients a month, mainly word of mouth, because I know I need this year, I need to really up my game. on getting more coaching clients as well as putting out some more products and services out there and that's one of actually my goals for this year especially leading up to when I decide to to leave my role and but so businesses startups you start off with no money and depending on what you're doing in your business right if you're in a product-based business like you're selling body butters earrings whatever it may be you're putting a lot of money into it like right i put money into a lot of things i have money on my website i have money on uh, a a few apps to use to create graphics for instagram i put money in buying new software or products right there's always something that you have expenses luckily i'm in a service-based industry and so At the end of the day, like I don't have to worry too much about profit margins. I mean, yes, I have to think about this starting. I don't want to go too much into business talk. But like if you are selling T-shirts, like I used to sell T-shirts, right? I would buy a T-shirt. I'll I'll buy maybe even apps to create the graphics for the T-shirt. I would not only include the website that is hosting, the e-commerce website that I'm hosting or other information Uh, So I will be buying those things. So I'll create a price and then I'll make a small profit margin. Right. So say it cost twenty dollars to make the shirt and I sell it for twenty five dollars. Right. Versus if I have a service like career coaching business where, hey, you want your resume done. Like, honestly, I charge, um, you know, I've charged between 75 to 150 right on doing a cover letter or a resume and my prices can increase they can whatever it may be but i'm not making anything right or i don't have to buy anything for that service so for the service industry like perfect mar- profit margins could be really large so i have a lot of potential if i really go go in um and i know so some of you are thinking like you know some career coaches are charging thousands of dollars like a lot of that um you know, it's a huge profit margin. However, they are probably putting money into other things, right? Hiring someone, like I pay my sister, she helps me with my social media and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna give her something. So I, I give her some money. So some people hire freelancers, some people really build out. So you're still paying something out of pocket. So money is super important in a lot of businesses, right? Particularly white businesses are able to get loans startup money venture capital money to sustain their business as it's growing so and then uh it was interesting because the article talked about how this also determines particularly for black communities what types of businesses or startups they have so for example Some of the businesses that people of color, particularly black women, would go into are service-based businesses, right? So you don't have the luxury to really pick a tech industry, right? That may need a lot, a lot of funding, a lot of what's called venture capitalism or venture capital. So these these businesses... Tend to be businesses that are like hairstyling or or hairstylists, <laughs> hairstyling. So a beauty salon type business or um, you know service like a cleaning business might be something that they may open. Spas, those types of stuff are are really popular within black owned businesses, right? So hospitality, transportation, retail, leisure type of sectors. Restaurants, that's another one that's pretty pretty popular. So so the thing though is that in cases where there are there is an economic downturn, those are really hit hard. So that's part of where that article was coming from was like black women have been the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs but they got hit hard (laughs) during COVID Um, unfortunately so most of those industries uh, most of the revenue for those companies came from uh, those sectors that I was sharing what it did point out is that there has been some good news, right? And so, the, during this past year, and it's it's, it, it, it's a catch-22 because what was happening this last year as there has been more focus on identifying Black entrepreneurs, Black businesses, particularly during the time of Black Lives Matter, there has been this influx of support for Black-owned businesses, or actually businesses of color to a certain degree, And so a lot of businesses, black owned businesses and entrepreneurs are capitalizing this, but there are still issues, right? So a lot of black businesses don't have the magnitude, right? Or the support system to to provide all of those products, right? In a certain timely manner. So then it looks negatively on that business. And And unfortunately, stereotypes are real, even within Our black community of like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy from, I want to support black owned businesses, but they're slow or their product services are the best or whatever. And and so, yes, there's this big influx of buying masks from black owned businesses, but then when they're taking a long time because all of a sudden they have so many orders and they have to make all these masks or whatever, I'm using that as, as an example, it can unfortunately lead to negative reviews. So that's a catch-22. Another thing that came up was the fact that, yeah, there might be the surge, but sometimes these types of things, if it it shouldn't be a trend, but if all of a sudden people aren't talking about Black Lives Matter and people aren't looking for supporting Black-owned businesses, then it runs into the same issues. So I think reading that, unfortunately, what... I didn't like about this article was like they didn't share what people could do right to help black entrepreneurs, particularly black woman entrepreneurs. But I was thinking like, I think as of course, be as creative as possible, be as transparent as possible with your customers about what's going on, how the economy is affecting you or how the pandemic or however, whatever is affecting you so that your customers know in advance right and then you know tapping into your customers for support people look to their family people look for their friends for both emotional support as well as funding support as well and it also made me think about podcasting so one of the things that came up right initially initially when the pandemic hit there was a slight decrease in podcast listenership so the podcast world or market has been growing right so more and more people are becoming aware of podcasts and are listening to podcasts as another form of media or media in addition to tv radio and other social media type platforms so this is And that's part of the reason why I'm like, this is an opportunity. I need to really take this seriously. And so there was a slight decrease because there were less people commuting. People tend to listen to podcasts when they're commuting on the train or in their car. But I just saw a recent article that showed that it still had a steady increase. So I'm imagining that as people continue to go back to work, that I will gain more uh, listenership. So I would... advice i'm giving women who are entrepreneurs is to always keep an eye out on the trends for your particular business right what is the government putting out right who are your what's your main demographic or your target market so demographic could be large like black women, but also specifically what about them right are they um single mothers are they married or do they have several degrees like what's going on in the market that may be affecting them as well so i would say always be paying attention to that that's something i'm definitely learning and i got that information from vulture the podcast information of the fact that it's been steadily increasing so i think that my podcast is going to skyrocket so Another thing that can help it skyrocket is for you to take some time right now, go to iTunes, and review my podcast. So think about it. If it's this episode that you really like, just take some time, rate my podcast, and say that you like it. Write something about it. If you have a favorite podcast episode, whether if it's something from my relaunch over the past, the past month or so, Or if it's an old episode from last year, write about that. I would really appreciate that. That will boost my listenership. That will boost my ratings, move me higher in the charts. So thank you so much. Um, And then I would say the final thing that was really interesting about this article was how black-owned businesses matter they didn't use that language but that's what i'm saying in a sense that when small businesses flourish communities flourish as well so when we lose black-owned businesses and we've seen this throughout history i'm not going to do a whole history lesson um, but years ago when there were more black-owned businesses like grocery stores or dentists because black people had to go there right you know those were sort of like pillars in the community and provided jobs and in community development and what was interesting in the article they quoted a goldman sachs survey in which it said that 75 percent of black business owners mentor others in the communities compared to only 50 percent of white business owners and i think it's this idea of giving back right and being at the end of the day we we're representatives of the community we black people or most people of color view themselves as a collective group versus an individualistic group uh, which um, predominantly um, white people um, tend to do that, particularly here in, in America and so uh, basically you know, when this this pandemic that's hit a lot of Black-owned businesses has hit elements or pillars of the community. So my recommendation is to be, again, transparent because being an entrepreneur isn't easy. And I think I want to do this in this podcast as well. Periodically when I do these solo episodes or on-my-mind episodes, I want to talk about the struggles that I'm facing right I've been talking about balancing time I've been talking about burnout right I want to share my progress the good and the bad because Instagram is flashy and glossy and you're you see all these success stories which is great it can happen I think it's good for us to see but how they got there is is not that easy at all right there's tears there's sweat there's toil And I think realizing that and finding a support group of other entrepreneurs, particularly women of color or black women in this case, like that's something that's important to me. I'm always, I've worked with a business coach. I had a career coach on uh, last year on uh, this podcast and then I'm also doing the seminar podcast moguls with Nikayla Matthews Akoma. She's the podcast host of Side Hustle Pro. So I don't know if any of you all listen to her, but I join her calls once a month. I'm learning so much about the podcasting industry. I'm learning so much about how to market my brand. I think it's really, really good. And I'm taking baby steps right now. So my hope and dream is still to be a full time entrepreneur. I am going to do it. So I want you all to stay along for this journey, stay along. And if you all are entrepreneurs or fellow entrepreneurs as well, and you are going through that time where the business is not really at its peak, stick through it. If you can, it is okay to let go. I I am a a believer in that. Um, But if you don't feel like that's, in your heart your gut isn't telling you to let go yet not your mind not your ego but your gut is not telling you to let go stick through it find a mentor listen to awesome podcasts like this or read articles youtube follow those people on the various social media platforms that inspire you to keep going find the resources the grants the money um, so that you are as successful as you can be in this society that we live in. All right. Peace, y'all. Until next time. Just a reminder, follow me on Instagram at beyondhergrind and check out my website at beyondhergrind.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Spotify. I'd love to hear your feedback so that I can continue to produce more amazing content in the future. Thanks so much and talk to you all next week.